0: Welcome to Botter's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, everyone. Great you're tuning in to the Botter's News Podcast. My name is Hans Vandenberg. Uh, my name is Jerome Vandelin. So uh, today it's uh, episode twenty-two, and um, as we have a uh, clear objective of doing this uh, every week, we uh, we failed to do so uh, due to uh, to uh, busy times. Uh, everybody, uh, I think, is uh, up to their neck in stuff. So, hopefully, of course, everybody is safe. Uh, we're all doing well. Uh, but we have decided to at least do it every two weeks and uh, then uh come in this cadence and uh and do it like that. That uh, also with the vacation periods. I uh, exactly. thought that would be better. <laughs> so uh exactly. So uh of course great uh, that you're tuning in um today uh, uh last week on episode 21 so uh, botimplementation.com slash uh, 21 we talked about really about the purpose and uh, defining the purpose and the business objective uh second step in the um in the um, in the implementation formula uh we really emphasize on on making sure that you uh, create small steps in implementing uh, uh technology like a bot and uh, that would mean that, uh, yeah, we have a have a kind of a, 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 or we have an approach uh, that we have determined on doing so. And that's the today's podcast. Uh, before we get started uh, with the research and the steps and some examples, uh, please uh, visit botimplementation.com/pmc. It's a customer service um, uh, webinar, uh, a recorded webinar on uh, how to approach customer service. Um, uh, uh, use case and uh, how it can help, how bot can help you uh, with that potentially and how you would approach it and how you would use the bot implementation formula to uh, create huge success on that. So uh, let's get on with the show and let's focus on uh, the research. You digged a little bit deeper, Jerome, into uh, why you would... Uh, and why we emphasize on, on creating small, small steps. steps and no big banks right because
1: exactly often say. small steps is the way forward basically Now, I mean when, when you look at the research, what you 'll see lots of it is always in terms of project failure and, and we, we approach the bots um, as any other project as well, and very much focused on, on on that kind of methodology in order to try and get your your uh, sec, uh, a successful bots. Uh, out there now when you look at the research already i mean on average so some of the research says that on average an an it project on average is re- is overrunning its budget by approximately 27% think everybody who's in uh in in the business is very much aware of that it's, it's becoming and in particular when you have large projects it is very very difficult to remain within budget um and it tends to um, explode a little bit in terms of budget requirements, and so on going down down the line. Also, when you look at uh, projects with a, a budget of over one million um, US dollars, basically fifty percent is more likely to fail than when you look at much smaller projects.
0: Yeah, so the budget overrun is often happening, of course, with new requirements coming up. So, uh, exactly. as the scope uh, the scope is uh, is determined. Yeah. Uh, budget is assigned. Now, we're not saying the bot projects cost uh, over a million, but uh, definitely is important to uh, to don't make it too big because uh, clearly the research indicates that uh, there's a larger room for failure than, uh, right. So also related to the scope and the creep scope. scope creep. Exactly.
1: And I think in general, when, when you talk about bots, given the amount of touch points that you have with the consumer, it becomes really critical to, to have that uh really broken down and have it set up well when you look at uh, what the the standard failure that basically everybody's seeing in in projects is the so-called scope creep i think everybody's aware of this one which is you start out very small with a very basic requirement and before you know it you end up with a scope which needs to encompass the entire globe in every language 25 different languages backwards forwards and etc and and effectively you come into a situation where your initial assumption of your project is 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 completely out of um, out of the door so here it's really the critical point of, of getting that right and 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 you will always have some change in terms of scope that is a given in any project and it will never go according to plan but um, there is a major problem when you look at big projects in particular of scope
0: Yeah, right. And sometimes it can also happen that you just finish things and then do the extra thing afterwards and not in between, right? But that's just basic project management. Uh, Within uh, bots, uh, yeah, you can start with a certain use case and a certain objective, what we talked about last time. You can do that, of course, with a linear bot and then do it in text. Uh, In the meantime, you think, hey, this is not so wise. We go with a non-linear bot. And More then voice. somebody pops up like, hey, wouldn't it be nice to now do a voice bot because while we're doing nonlinear, linear okay, guess what? Uh, don't do it. Uh, then just start with text and perhaps a a bot. That would be uh, perhaps ideal. If, of course, you will reach the business objective uh, with that technology. So having said that, but don't change it afterwards then. Uh, kill the project, start new, because then nobody thinks or at least has the feeling that, uh, that the scope changed. So, uh,
1: yeah. Exactly. And when, when you look at the overall, um, when you look at the statistics and so on as well, one of the key problems of, of of project failure is basically a lack of focus. So unclear objectives or a lack of business focus. And here it's really about determining the scope really well in the beginning and then breaking it down. Content issues, so shifting requirements. Again, you're coming back to the scope creep uh, story. And execution is, um, issues as well, whereby if you have a massive project, making a determination in terms of how much time it's going to take, what the scheduling is, and so on, becomes very, very complicated. Hence, break it down to small bits, break it down to small elements, so that on the basis of that, you can easily determine basically what your schedule is, what your planning is required in order to deliver on that.
0: Right, spot on. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little bit on why we uh, definitely believe uh, that uh, uh, drilling it down in small pieces. That's always very difficult when you talk with many people, because uh, that's uh, they all have uh, their own requirements. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I talked to a client that says we need an MVP, like a minimal viable product, and then but I have to touch base with the business if uh, if it's enough. So in the bot implementation formula, we of course determine the why. Uh, and uh, then, uh, w- what do we need? We will cover that as well. And this is, of course, more about the approaches how we would make it happen. Right? That's uh, those exactly. are the pillars of the of the formula. So zooming in there a little bit more on the how. That's that's really the process. Uh, we always compare it with uh, with constructing a house. Uh, you need to have a foundation. That's uh, that's really the why and the objective. And, uh, and Then you have your components, the bricks and stuff, and the tiles. And the process really is very critical to keep it small and to chunk it up. So it's a little bit of a combination of the foundation. So we go from normally from discovery into design, implement, deploy, and measure in the formula. Uh, Where we are at now is, of course, uh, in the discovery phase, where we would first really advise you uh, to, uh, to find the business objective, which we mentioned. But how can you do that? At least start the as-is process. So document the as-is process on how currently your audience um, uh, you engage in your audience. Right? What's what's the process exactly. there? That could be uh, the customer journey yeah. uh, when you already launched the product. Uh, but the as-is process could very well be that you want to engage with your audience during product development. Yeah, uh, we uh, we on that a lot. That there was a lot of market research done during product development. Also a lot of qualitative research. And interviews, now, if that uh, uh, can be more efficient, can become more efficient, let's at least plot the as-is process. Step one, plot that process. Um, One tip here, which I often fell into this trap, is uh, documenting the as-is process with the customer. You, of course, are starting to request this and, and ask it and listen a lot, but often the customer says something about how it really is. And how he or she expects it to be, and um, be careful that that shouldn't be mixed. Uh, so we have a methodology to document this discovery process, and some call it a brown paper session, or at least a sticky note session, or whatever. But at least make sure that everybody who's involved in the process um, is there, and that they themselves uh, put on the board. Let's put it very, very general, but put on the board how the process is currently and continuously trigger this with the customer that it is as it is now yeah i uh, think uh, other, you, you really you combine stuff
1: yeah and you really need to get the principal players for the for this process on on board as well in this uh, in this approach because i mean we, we've seen it with several clients as well where you have people in the room who are Expressing that they're the experts, yet the people who are actually on a daily basis performing the role have a completely different view on some of the elements that are happening. So it's really critical to get the full business there involved and get really all the aspects down on the table because the as-is process might be very different than what the expectation with senior management is, for instance.
0: Spot on indeed. The right stakeholders in in that workshop, in what we call the discovery workshop, is critical to get the good insights on uh, on how the process is going currently. Because what you want to determine, and that's the next step, not the first step, but the next step and not combined, is that you want to identify the pain points in the current process. So where is a hiccup? Where is it not efficient? Where is it not effective? And, uh, and and document those, right? And exactly. that should be the basis of, of course, your purpose, uh, sure. But also how painful things are is also something that is critical to determine the steps and the small steps because normally you cannot uh, immediately uh, uh, take away the pain uh, all at once. And when, when you can do that, but then the project becomes very big and that's, of course, in this episode, what we want to iterate upon is what you want to avoid, right? Uh, you can still do it the first week and then a day after the next pain point. That's still doable, but at least, uh, yeah, chunk it up, right? Exactly. So that's that's critical.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really about identifying each individual pain point, each individual, and then breaking down to the, to the cases that can help you move forward and help you address those pain points. And I think then it's, it's really critical about assessing really which one has the biggest impacts and which one has ideally the lowest effort. And if not uh, feasible there, then which one has the best effort and which one can be uh, the quick win moving forward, the low-hanging fruit, basically, as they say.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to come up with 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 these frictions, uh, the step one is really document the as is process. Two, come up with the people on on really the hiccups in the process. So, and then determine indeed uh, what you're mentioning, Jérôme, the impact of that uh, problem, friction, hiccup, uh, 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 to the business. And and the impact is always uh, takes a lot more time or costs a lot of money or you lose margin or you lose people from your website or uh, it costs a lot of time to search for the answer or whatever. We will come up later on in this episode to so stay tuned with some clear examples on how you would do this. Uh, but But the clear thing is there is more to it than only this, which we do as well. So in case you're interested... Uh, let us know. We can share a little bit more detail uh, how we approach this, uh, this, this 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 documentation on the, on the canvas. So 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 let us know. Send us a message. Uh, no problem at all. But determine the impact and indeed look at the impact of of, of each problem, right? And exactly. And then list them in uh, in in uh, in in a big uh, yeah in sort of a chart uh, on what's the impact that you can accomplish. Yeah? So how much money or time do you save? Uh, or how much money will you win uh, extra? And, and and on top, what, what is the effort? Because something could be really impactful uh, and is very big. Now, it's great to start with that, but then might also cost a little bit more money. So you can still determine potentially and saying, okay, we take a little bit lesser impact issue. And we solve that because it's it's least expensive, but at least link it to this business problem because that gives you, of course, a long-term uh, um, objective and purpose, um, what you want to achieve, and then with, with, with small steps. Yeah, that's the, the clear goal and what we train in the formula and uh, how you would approach it.
1: Okay, and then for each um, individual case, basically what we go through is we identify which are the personas involved, which um, effectively what is our audience from the individual conversations, what are the conversations that are required, and then ultimately when we have that defined, we really go towards technology.
0: Yeah, again in those steps, right? Because technology comes at the end because when a web bot or a Facebook bot or a voice bot Right is is the solution. Then don't start with that. Right. We need a voice bot. That's clear. That's not a purpose of a, something
1: that you want to solve in
0: business. So exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. The technology is really the slave to the needs, rather than uh, the technology being the master of the entire approach. Correct. Then from there, from the design, we go to the standard implement, deploy, and measure. And there we really go through like a vicious loop where we um, try to understand uh, effectively what is needed in order to complete one of the cases. And then again, we start from the beginning again to um, go to the next step and the next step and the next step. And like that, you build up the full business case, the full solution effectively towards the consumer
0: yeah please be aware on the following that when you have determined these uh, frictions and the impact of the frictions and you pick one or you vote one uh, with with the whole project team, you do that and it takes a week or two or a month at least make sure that you finish it. then you of course measure it and you measure the success that we solve the friction because that's uh, from discovery design implement deploy then measure uh, how successful are the conversations and measure also your business objective, then at least review again, please, those frictions. Because some might be gone away. We've seen that with Corona, you might have a plan on doing a whole lot of stuff and uh, something falls down. And uh, and this happens, are there still the same frictions? So review it, pick again one based on impact and effort. See if you have less budget, okay, then some you cannot do. Okay, that's fine. That's business. That's, that's life. Then pick that one and then do a next step in a week. And of course, we see that the foundation that you need to put in place in the first project is a little bit bigger. Afterwards, you can do a lot more quicker in smaller steps, right? So the first one is a little bit longer. You need to set up the platform probably and the foundation. Okay, great. And then, of course, you can continue quicker with new use cases. So yeah. let's uh, review it before you move on, because what you identified a month ago might not be the case uh, this time around after a month.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a continuous uh, improvement cycle. You really learn by doing effectively, and then each next case becomes easier and easier because you've you've trained yourself to go through the individual steps that need to be done. all right. right. Then, when we look at some of some examples, for instance, and uh, I took one which is really focusing on customer research at the moment it 's one of the projects that we 're looking at as well, and that we 're um, highly involved into, uh, in particular hans at the moment is uh, is up to his eyeballs in this um, which is really in terms of customer research, uh, research for instance, what is the is process now so far. A lot of qualitative research still, so it's really you know the in-depth interview, the in-depth understanding of what consumer needs are, consumer behavior is, etc., is mostly done in kind of um, shape of interview, whereby you have face to face together with an interviewer and so on as well. Now with COVID nineteen or coronavirus ongoing at the moment, you can understand naturally what the challenges are when we're talking about that. Hence, what you see now is this shift with all these tools coming up, a little bit towards more like video link type-based of based, uh, interviews, but still you have this one-on-one uh, engagement, this one-on-one between a researcher on the one hand and a um, respondent on the other hand. When we look at the pain points, though, it's here it's really about uh, the fact that um, these interviews, as they are one-on-one, as they are individual, they take actually a lot of time. They take a lot of time in doing it, and you can only do a small quantity of interviews in one project simply because of the length of the discussion, the data that is coming out of that, and and effectively the need to um, uh, assimilate and go through all that data as well. So basically, and at the same time, what you see in, in, in on the business side and the, the business needs are really about this, this shortening cycle in terms of product, uh, product development, uh, the life cycle of the products becoming shorter, the saturation of product uh, products in the market is becoming uh, much quicker as well, and there's a high uh, rotation novelty is key Um, so it's really a pressure of a business to bring out new products as quickly as possible with a return as quickly as possible as well so they really need to uh, have this touch point with the consumer uh, um, and hence customer research is becoming very important yet is still very much limited in terms of budget needs and budget capabilities here as well so when you do the qualitative research effectively traditionally you still need to do quantitative research to prove basically your assumptions When we look at the impact, I think the impact is clear for everybody. It is a small scope that you can actually research. And you still have this need, as I mentioned already, of qualitative research. So you still, even if you do one solution, you still need to have another solution through another tool, through another capability, and more time in order to actually prove your assumptions that you have. It is super time-consuming from beginning to end. And I've seen this when I was back in business as well, where basically the time from setting up on a research to actually getting the results, by that time almost the results data are obsolete and are not relevant anymore. It's super costly as a result because you have people who need to do the interview, you have people who need to do the data analysis and so on as well. So here it's really critical to get this fixed and get it done.
0: Yeah, and that's a big impact, right? If you cannot do it and it takes a lot of time and you need to do a lot of research, that impacts significantly the business. And when you launch a product and then you lose momentum with the product, you have some, so it might be that even a competitor will earlier launch a similar product, which will definitely um, uh, will, 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 will need to change your pricing probably. Yeah. Uh, so from that perspective, there is definitely a business impact on launching uh, 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 later huh? exactly well, you need in to in this case, you want to launch very quickly as soon as possible uh, with the right product uh, so uh, so from that perspective uh, yeah so, so so what you then can do, of course is uh, uh, in the business that we 're in. Uh, to look at some ways where you could in some way uh, engage with the participant in the interview and try to engage with the interview via bot, right? We believe that that's definitely possible Uh, with with the new technology. um, Still, uh, it being a qualitative research, right? Not surveys, um, uh, but yeah, you need to know if the persona is up to it that you're going to talk to. uh, You need to, of course, see like what you want to ask them, if that's uh, if that's doable eh? can can you have a conversation can you have an interview uh, with this consumer uh, uh, so that way you will basically define um this uh, this solution with 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 one thing in mind your your questions of the interview might change a little bit because it's another medium than when you would do it online and mm-hmm. online interviews and online focus groups yep. because that's a lot happening currently uh, so you need to adjust to that because it, a, a bot a virtual Research assistant, as as we as we call it, uh, is not going to be the same way as, as really somebody who's interviewing. Uh, take that into account, of course, the persona of that person of the bot and the person on the other side. But for sure, you can have a look with one thing in mind: is to go broader and uh, interview at scale, and uh, and also faster. Uh, that's definitely uh, you can go broader, you can go faster, and you can still go in depth. That's and
1: the, the solution. Plus, you still keep that level of engagement, which you don't really have with a website. Yeah, when you need to fill in your answers and so on on a website, which is for a lot of people. Um, I know for myself that you're being bombarded with surveys and questionnaires and so on about a lot of things. Now, naturally, that's not qualitative. When you look at qualitative, it's really about having that engagement, that one-on-one engagement really with an audience. And, and that's the ideal thing really with a bot, which is you. it doesn't matter how many people it is, effectively you can still bring that element of personalization, that almost friendly one-on-one discussion that you cannot do through a website.
0: Yeah, you can do great engagements huh, with a exactly. bot if the conversation design is uh, is is up to par. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Technology is only one part. Conversation design, which is a new job in the world, uh, I think, um, is 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 gaining traction. And there are less less people, or there are not enough people, I think, coming that educate this. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. great example on the research, customer service. Right, that's the our our training course about.
1: Right, exactly. So within our training course as well, you'll see basically that. Currently, a lot of the customer service um, that you uh, see, either through website, either through uh, online or anything like that, it's done, performed via call center. And then it's either telephone, live chat, live chat is very popular nowadays, um, or email. But, unfortunately, with that, you're still very much linked to the business hours. Because unless you have your call center in other countries, which uh, used to happen quite a bit, um, but even here, more and more is happening in in the own countries with the own characteristics in terms of language, whereby you're still very much limited in terms of what are the normal uh, business hours, not what are the consumer usage hours. This is a really key issue. Then the capacity of the call center is always set up according to the average, never um, according to the peak because otherwise during the average times or the down times, effectively you have lots of people sitting there twiddling their thumbs effectively. And then all the questions are treated equally. So even if you have 80% of your questions which are effectively repetitive, low effort, low impact kind of questions, Everybody's still waiting in that queue, online, telephone, or via chat um, to get that answer. So if it's about where do I go to get this versus I have a serious problem with something, continuation of a certain product, naturally the weight of those two problems is completely different. And they should be treated in a different way as well. Unfortunately, yeah, look at it
0: from, from, from the customer perspective. The customer has to wait a, a long time, right? This is Exactly. Uh, the, the, the bottom line, uh, of course, this is uh, this is more inside out, but outside in the customer is, uh, is not very happy right that's the pain that the customers nagging when they get on the phone and saying, "Hey, why did I have to wait too long or i didn't get the right answer to my question that's, uh, that that's for sure is not good that for sure and, not and good.
1: this level of frustration basically can make <laughs> or break a brand. And that is something which is which I think uh, uh, everybody is very much aware of. The customer service aspect of your brand is critical in terms of your brand engagement, because ultimately they are the representation of your brand. So if that's yeah, not that's up to par, impact, right? exactly, that's if impact. that's not up to par, then it's very clear. Naturally, from a business perspective, it is super expensive. You have a bunch of people sitting uh, in a call center trying to treat your customers on a daily basis. And at the same time, you're still limited in terms of what can they say, what can they say, what can they not say, etc. So now, on the one hand, you need to train them on the full scope. But when you shift the type of questions very much, you can basically bring down that scope to a much more content, much more detailed and much more service friendly, basically. No. When, when you look at a bot, basically imagine if 80% of the questions are non-added value, then those questions effectively can easily be handled by a bot. Those are the simple questions whereby the one key thing that you need to determine is really, huh, who's our audience?, what is the persona we need to set up for the bot so that, for instance, where's the next store, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what are your business hours, those kind of things, which are usually high-frequent questions, those questions you can take away from the big load on your call center and let your call center treat effectively the pure added value questions. So the content where consumers have real problems, and need to be uh, real support in that sense. And with that, your your customer service and your waiting times go down. Your customer service level goes way up through the roof as well.
0: Yeah, happier customers, right? That's bottom line. Get the person as quickly as possible to the right answer. That's that's customer service most of the time. If you're not doing well, the impact is hurting your brand or your business, they don't buy a product. And, uh, and from that perspective, uh, try to get them as soon as possible twenty four seven I always say instantly to the right uh, answer uh, that would definitely increase uh, your brand and would increase your brand value and thus uh, your business, yeah yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah yeah
1: and here again, I mean it, it's critical to just break it down on elements such as persona. What is the conversation that needs to take place uh, at which stage of the customer journey and, and break all those elements down so that it really bring it back to bite size uh, solutions that you want to bring. Otherwise, the, otherwise, you end up with one project, which is improve your customer service, which is too broad, too wide, because everybody will have a different assumption on the basis of that. Then one of the last ones um, as an example, um, sales. So easily sales conversations currently, I mean, you know it as well as I do, it's mainly performed by persons and mainly again during business hours. In that sense, it's very much uh, corresponding to what we've seen already with the customer service side as well. It is really very much driven by the, the human and the limitations that you have based on that which is and when we look at the pain points it's really about the sales that can be generated only during business hours and not really during the period when your consumers are off of work and are actually considering your products which is either for instance during the evening sitting in front of the TV etc where they have access to the mobile or anything like that in order to really understand what they want and what they're looking at. Consumer trends—it's um, really about customers don't really like talking to a live person because very quickly, and I don't—I assume all of you have received the annoying phone calls from a call center saying, "Ah, we have this greatest latest product, and so on. Do you want to buy? Yes, no, etc." Is you can take it away a little bit from the intrusion calls that you have, and make it in, in, in a sense in, a, in, in something whereby a consumer can engage on the basis of his own terms with it during his own time of consideration, but also whether or not he wants to engage with it. And then you have elements, for instance, with one of our clients as well, which we had, was where they had to fill in a standard form in order to get information regarding price quota. Now, this is something whereby in today's environment where people simply do not have the peace and quiet anymore to wait, it becomes very, very quickly um, too long a burden for people to wait and and they shift to other suppliers. And this is really a key risk. So here it's about uh, basically not having consumers fill in the forms but effectively engaging with them when they're making that decision, guiding them basically through the full process.
0: Uh, and that will uh, increase conversion, of course, right? You want to engage exactly. with them at the right moment, increase conversion, want to know what they really want uh, uh, in order to uh, to provide them the best uh, possible solution from a sales perspective. So, uh, yeah, increased conversion will definitely uh, lead to higher revenue with the same amount of people that visit your website, because in this case, of course, they were visiting your website. Yeah. So when you have a good, engaging Uh, Bot, which which is proven as well with some some people. Of course, we talked to. uh, What we found out is that that a bot engagement uh, simply is a higher conversion because you can ask them questions rather than a standard form on the web, as it's more engaging.
1: Exactly, and and there tends to be a tendency of consumers as well to be more open with a bot and to feel less restricted in their um, conversation and then that's that's very strange behavior but it feels like they're more um, the feeling is more of an anonymous type of behavior rather than having face-to-face a discussion with a with a salesperson
0: yeah so true so true yeah yeah all right cool cool okay Some good examples on impacts yeah so uh yeah if uh, if of course you have questions about these topics or you want to share some more things in detail about the approach, then uh, not a problem. You can go also to botimplementation.com slash ask and uh, just uh, drop us a line and uh, we, we will be happy to, uh, to sit down with you and have a meet and greet and uh, talk about the bots and see uh, where you're heading and uh, where we potentially can help. Not a problem at all.
1: Exactly. Right. and then quote. as always good quotes um so this time i took something from home ground basically huh? um, our own dutch one of our most famous dutch persons um ever which is great things are not done by impulse but by a series of small things brought together and in, in that sense i think um with by doing those little steps, by really bringing building it up like um, using Lego uh, Lego bricks, basically you can end up with a fabulous solution. And I think that gives you a number of flexibility elements as well, which are absolutely uh, fabulous. So this quote is by uh, Vincent van Gogh. I think everybody knows him. No, I did not cut off my my ear, but uh, basically <laughs> right bring in the same level of creativity in our stuff as well.
0: Cool. Cool. Great, great stuff. Well, he did some, uh, some great stuff with his paintings. So, exactly. um, I haven't heard of this, uh, this one yet, but uh, he created some masterpieces, which definitely, uh, didn't come, uh, immediately. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for now. So small steps, we definitely believe that to make a project successful, to be able to steer into the right direction, to adjust your course. So besides the, uh, the the, the, the the purpose. In the last episode, we we went through uh, the stuff of the little steps about chunking them in pieces, document the as-is process, and then basically uh, find the frictions and start with solving one of them. So, uh, of course, thanks for listening. If you have a chance, uh, of course, parse it over to people that might uh, uh, want to listen uh, to the podcast as well about bots. And um, in the meantime, if you could leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. So, uh, botimplementation.com slash review. So, for now, uh, happy botting and, Um, have a very good weekend as we're launching this uh, before the weekend thanks for Uh, listening thanks john thanks see you soon talk to you later cheers bye bye